If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode of Tales of What is sponsored by Babu 691. Babu 691 is your gateway to the weird and wonderful. This online magazine celebrates the surreal and the bizarre in literature, film, art and more. You'll find the latest on bizarro fiction, interviews, humour, the history of surrealism and the weird in all its many forms. Have an idea for an article? Babu691 is open for queries and submissions, so check them out at babu691.com. That's B-A-B-O-U-691.com. Babu... Today we're going to try something a little different. Today we are not going to violate the collective unconscious of our impure thoughts. Today we are not going to imprint our unresolved psychological trauma on our pet gerbils. And today we are not going to sully the time stream with our ego-flavoured gas leaks. No. Today we are going to soothe our souls. Today we are going to heal our chakras. Today I'm going to give you a guided meditation. I've never done this before so I'll go easy on you if you promise to go easy on me. Um, Wink at microphone. So start by finding a comfortable position for all of your action figures. Close your blinds, sit down gently, shut your eyes and take a deep breath. Hold it in for three seconds, starting from now. One, two, three. Exhale for two seconds. One, two, and surprise, another second, three. In for three, 
two, one, and exhale, two, one. Try to relax your body, your mind, your ears, your pinkies. Now, do as I do. Relax your hands and open your third eye. Allow yourself to float away. Become something else. Picture your mind not as you, but as something else separate from you. Picture your mind as somebody else entirely. Your mind has a job. Your mind has bills to pay. Your mind works for an IT company that provides solutions for people with technology-related problems. Your mind is a middle-aged man called Lester Turnflake. Lester eats breakfast cereal three times a day. Lester is overweight, balding, and is overwhelmed with cringe memories every time he thinks about the time he slipped into a bin on his first day of work and everybody laughed because the bin got stuck there and they had to call out the fire department to cut him out. Lester is sad. Lester is alone. He works inside a small box in the dark, hunched over a tiny laptop with only two buttons. All day he squints his eyes as he reads tiny emails written in tiny fonts with a magnifying glass. He then types out his replies with the two keys, an arrow key and an enter key. He has to cycle through every letter, every character to find the right one before hitting enter. And being that the keys are so small, the size of peanuts, he often types in the incorrect key and has to start all over again. Lester works 40 hour days. Lester has no wife. No children, no fridge. Lester has nowhere to keep his milk cold. Lester sometimes wants to kill himself. Lester eats breakfast cereal three times a day. Lester eats breakfast cereal three times a day. One day, Lester comes into the office and there's a new person working in the box next to his. It's the hyper entity. Now, picture a person, doesn't matter who. Imagine you could see that person at every moment of their life in one continuous stream, one long trail from birth to death, a pink tentacle of existence. To look at that person in any given moment, they would look just like that, a person. But to look at them across time, they'd look more like a snake. Now follow that snake back to its tail, to the person's birth as they disappear up and into their mother, and then that mother also goes up and into their mother, and so on, and so on. Everybody does. Every human being to ever have existed is stitched together across time and space into a great fabric of existence, a great tentacled beast. Now consider each individual human being the same way a human being might consider a single blood cell. A blood cell doesn't know what it's doing, doesn't know that it's part of a much larger entity. And in that same sense, no one person knows that they exist within this creature that exists across not only space but time. A fourth dimensional hyper entity. Well, the hyper entity is called David Higgleston. 
and he's just started working at the office, in the box next to your mind, Lester Turnflake. The hyper-entity David Higgleston seems nice. He waves at Lester every morning with a tentacle made of humans and time, and Lester waves back. Lester doesn't like anybody in that office, other than the hyper-entity David Higgleston. The hyper-entity David Higgleston listens to Christopher Nolan soundtracks as he works. Lester likes Christopher Nolan movies, and so, Lester likes the hyper-entity David Higgleston. One afternoon, after work, the hyper-entity David Higgleston invites Lester out for dinner, and Lester says he can't because he's eaten too much breakfast cereal. But the hyper-entity David Higgleston says, no problem. How about heading to a poetry club instead? Lester doesn't know what a poetry club is, but being that his fingers are aching from tapping keys all day and being that his eyeballs are bleeding from squinting at teeny tiny emails all day, he says okay, he could use some outside time. Lester and the hyper-entity David Higgleston head to a place called Big Poetry Little Club. Inside there are only two seats, one for Lester and one for the hyper-entity David Higgleston. They sit down, they watch the stage as the first poet comes on. The poet is you, your body anyway. Your mind, Lester, and the hyper-entity David Huggerson watches your body, taps the microphone before starting its first poem. Hello, your body says. This poem is called, Like I'm Pastry. Sometimes, my cat pushes his paws into my skin. It's like he's kneading me, like I'm dough, like I'm pastry. It's cute until he goes into the kitchen and preheats the oven. Lester nods. The hyper-entity David Huggerston holds a tentacle across his heart and says, I really felt that one. Your body sips from a glass of water, clears its throat, continues. This next poem is called Bad Girl. I came home one day to find my dog, her tail tucked, her head down, ashamed. Riverdale on the TV. The hyper-entity David Huggleston claps and Lester joins in. Beautiful, just beautiful, Lester says, weeping. This next poem is called Me. My house is full of astronauts floating up by the ceilings, gathering by the light fixtures, helmets tapping light bulbs, moon shoes dangling, whispering insults to the only non-astronaut in the house. Me. Hyper-entity David Huggerson stands and bangs his foot, which is actually the entire existence of several thousand human beings, loudly on the floor. Now Lester stands too. Together they stomp with appreciation. 
Lester holds one of the hyper-entity David Higgleston's fingers in his hands. Your body continues. This poem is called... Is it me? Every time I see a dog outside, it starts shitting. Is it me? Am I doing it? Lester and the hyper-entity David Hogerston kick their chairs out of the way and begin to twirl in the middle of the dance floor, staring deeply into one another's eyes. Oh God, says the hyper-entity David Hogerston. I know, says Lester. Your body watches as Lester and the hyper-entity David Hogerston pull each other close and begin to kiss passionately in the middle of the poetry club floor. They kiss for hours, melt into one another. Your body, who is also the owner of the poetry club, cleans the bar, sweeps and mops the floor, and then locks up, drops the shutters, leaves Lester and the hyper-entity David Hogerston in the darkness in their thrusting spaghetti embrace. Your body, feeling like it's put something positive out into the world, decides to walk home. It's nice outside, warm. The stars are out, the moon is large. Your body is having a nice walk when it sees the computer from episode three of this season of Tales of What on the floor, all shot up placed down by the bins. Your body picks it up, takes it home, then down into the computer workshop your body has in its basement. There it solders the broken wires, replaces the broken cables, brings the computer back online. The computer speaks, and your body listens. Do you ever hear the sound of your mother's voice? Not the mother of today, but the one from your childhood. You could be doing anything. Be it food shopping, walking the dog, writing an email, filling up the car with petrol. And from somewhere you'd hear the faintest sound. And it's her from way back when. In the exact same intonation, her voice only just reaching you. She shouts from somewhere over rooftops and through alleyways and from 1993. From the first house I remember living in. The house at the bottom of the cul-de-sac. That sound is etched into the inner rings of my brain tree. And I know that it's a trick of the mind. A similar sound, a creaking door, squeaky wheel, something. Might have just enough in common to unlock that oral memory and maybe look like a dumbass. I hear it, and I stop what I'm doing, and I remember, and then I get on with my day. It's the same every time. And part of me wonders, though, a sad and pathetic kind of wonder, what if maybe next time I hear her calling, what if I just go home? Not the home of now, but the home of then. Maybe I'll drive back the many miles to that county, to that village, to that cul-de-sac. Maybe I'd drive through the decades and the days and the minutes, and I would find my mum of then standing at the door, shaking her head at how dirty I was, how late I was, how old I'd gotten. She'd be my mum, of course, 
So I think she tutted the state of me as she sent me upstairs, straight into the bath where I'd wash away the years from my kneecaps like it was only dirt. I'd clean out the heartache from behind my ears, dig out the depression from under my fingernails, shampoo away the shameful years. I'd kiss my mum and dad goodnight, and I'd go to bed clean of what will come, and I'll dream of what may happen, and I'll live out that everlasting childhood I thought I was due. Like I said, it's a sad and pathetic kind of wonder. I can't help it. Maybe one day I'll hear her calling and I'll go back. Maybe one of these days. I'll go home. Go home. Your body turns the computer off. Your body goes to bed. Your body closes its eyes. Your body breathes in for three, two, one. Your body exhales for three, two, one. Now, open your eyes. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.